podcast called Live in the Stream comes to you each week. Streaming recommendations during NFL season, it's not just tongue and cheek. Quarterback, defense, tight end recommendations based on opposition matchup. Here are your podcast hosts, JJ Zacharyson and Danny Carter, Living the Stream. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Living the Stream. I'm JJ Zacharyson, the late round quarterback. And I am joined by my lovely, lovely co-host, Denny Carter. Denny, what's going on? Just uh, looking at, you know, Peyton Manning on the local wa- waiver wire and smiling. But other than that... It's amazing. I, I tweeted about him today. Because it's like every matchup that I look at from a quarterback standpoint, like it, it looks like a favorable matchup, but it's not super favorable. Because then I dig in, and the reason is because Peyton Manning performed poorly against that defense. Like Baltimore. Like he's like... He's like the outlier to all these to, or Oakland. 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 He did nothing, nothing again. He did nothing. He did like like it's it's insane. It's completely crazy. And then I tweeted about it today and people are responding saying that players in their particular league are still starting Peyton Manning. Yeah, I I'm in uh I'm in a couple 12 team leagues where people are rolling him out like it's, you know, the party in like it's 2013, you know. Yeah, I mean, you saw you look you know that, and I've said it on this podcast, I drafted Peyton Manning in the Apex League that we're in. Late. How late? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like ninth round because that's just the way that those yeah. those drafts go. But the main reason I did it is because I drafted Arian Foster, rest in peace. And <laughs> and I wanted, I wanted, he, he, I mean, he died twice this year, Arian Foster. I know. It's like, yeah. Wait, you got three games out of him, so, you know, you got that going for you. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I think that with... You know the reason I did that was because I had Arian Foster, and then I got I drafted Martavis Bryant, and then the suspension came. Like it was it was a disaster. Yeah. So I wanted I wanted to see if I could get a plug and play guy, and clearly he wasn't. I dropped him for Blake Bortles a couple weeks ago, and it's like, like I I have no idea how people are con- like they, people rostered him through the buy. Oh. What? Like what are you guys? What are you guys doing? That's, right that's now? honestly that's worse than rostering a kicker through the buy. Yeah, that's that's pretty much where it's at. I mean, just wait till our our uh, our mentions are on fire when in the next five weeks he's the the top the top. No, man, it's not happening. No, no, I keep thinking that, but it's not it, it, it between the offense itself and his uh, poor play. Uh, I I really don't think that's happening. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, he he's underperforming. A guy that I'm really mad that we didn't talk about last week was Kirk Cousins. Uh, I I do have to I do have to. Say I mean, that. I guess I guess it, you know hindsight being what it is I, th- I guess he was a better or he was just as good of a bet as as Mettenberger yeah exactly and right. I I don't know but you know what uh I, I just want everyone to know I pushed JJ hard on Mettenberger so so that's uh, no, no no the logic was there and you no, like we talked about it and you you turned me on to it and then I even wrote it up in my start sit as a deep play because the logic was certainly there he had a really good opportunity late in that I think it was the first half at the end of the first I half know. They were in the red zone, and he threw an interception. And it's, I mean, it's unfortunate. You know, he scored like I think I have it right here, seven point four eight points, which was which was Nick Foles esque. But he did it in a way that where he was throwing turn or you know turning the ball over as opposed to just not being good at football, which is what Nick Foles and the Rams did that week. But no, I mean like the Kirk Cousins thing. I want to give props to Jim Sonis, my my better co-host. Yeah, right. Because yeah, you're, you're, yeah, 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 and the other the other the better podcast. Um, 
No, so we do that. We do that daily fantasy one for FanDuel. And Jim, last week, we were going through DFS quarterbacks and DFS plays. And obviously, you know, it, we, we recorded on Tuesday morning, so there's not much research that can be done yet. Um, and things change a lot. So I was, you know, I was basically only like talking about Carson Palmer, for instance, from a D, DFS standpoint. <laughs> yeah. And Jim and Jim threw out Kirk Cousins. Wow. Yeah, and he and yeah he 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 threw out Kirk Cousins. It was it was pretty unbelievable. Right, so he so he's going to replace you on the pod. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, if I were Jim right now, I would be I would be running around my house screaming, "You like Dude, that. you know?" Uh, listen, uh, people will do victory laps for much much less on Twitter. I mean, it, you, he could have a four day victory lap because of that Cousins call. You like that? You like yeah, that? Yeah, God. That is the, that is the vine that keeps on. Going it, it's been viewed like eight million times. I heard. Yeah, that's because I'm that's because I'm tweeting it every half hour. Right. No, I mean I I figured that two point six million of that was just you. Yeah, I'm I'm watching it nonstop. You, you count for just... it, but um, uh, so I you 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 did make me laugh with the thing about when your wife tells you to pay the electric bill or no the cable. Yeah, bill. yeah, the cable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, like you do, there's there's so many. Did you see? Did you see the the one? I, my favorite one personally was um, when you when you get when you hit the jump on Koopa Troopa Beach without the mushroom on the final oh, lap. Oh my! Yeah, definitely, definitely. Right. That is su- that is such a you like that moment. Yeah, uh, that's when you when you literally you you lean over to the the person you're playing against and you scream in their face. You like that. Right, right, exactly, and you're like you're you're still like going through, you're trying to like navigate through the palm trees, but you're standing up at that point, and you're like you have only one hand on your controller, and you're trying to use the joystick and hold the A button at the same yeah. time with your one. And hand. yeah, you're 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 praying that you don't spin out, um, especially right, right. like the, the the dreaded like spin out stop, you know? Yeah, oh not, yeah, not yeah, when yeah, you're propelled yeah. forward, you have some momentum, so you can just tap A and get it back, but when you stop, right. you you're done. Yeah, whenever you hit those palm trees, and then and then you just hope to God you don't hit one of those stupid ass crabs that are on the beach right before the finish line. Oh my God, the crabs! The crabs are the bane of my existence. Yeah. Anyway, uh, last week before we get into last week, talk about our sponsor, Denny. Our sponsor is DailyFantasyCafe.com. Uh, check out their various uh, apps and tools. Uh, it's all it's all for free. Uh, like I mentioned before. And I use a lot of their apps, including the um, the, the stack generator, uh, to write my weekly column uh, for Daily Fantasy Cafe. So check it out, dailyfantasycafe.com. Sweet. And also remember to go to lateroundqb.com slash shop and get some some teas. Those are that's still happening. I haven't tallied up how much we've uh, we've grossed uh, in order because I mean we're basically making like a, a small profit on that because we're not like producing the shirts ourselves, just so that everyone knows. But um, all of that money is going to go to No Kid hun- Hungry, and it's going to be awesome. Yeah, and uh, uh, we'll maybe we can update people on that next week. Yeah. Okay. So before we actually, uh, yeah, before we talk about last week's streamers, Dennis, yes, we need to spend about ten minutes on something. I, I agree. Okay. So I get hate mail sometimes. I did. I did a couple times today. Um, one of them was understandably about Derek Carr because I, I crapped on Derek Carr this off season. Um, and I tweeted, I tweeted a part of that, which was like part of what this woman was saying to me was absolutely hilarious. Uh, but the other piece of hate mail had to do with this podcast, living the stream. And I think that we need to read that. And I think that we need to talk. It's about really, it. it's like high art. And I, I read it before the show, and I think I think everybody needs needs to hear 
this critique. So go ahead. Okay. It says, hello, JJ. My name is, I'm not going to say his name. I drive a lot for work, so I listen to a lot of podcasts. Yours has become my favorite. The content and banter is great. This is the first time I've written to any podcast. The highlight is the show is when you pick your Franken QB. Now that you have changed, I'm trying to read this verbatim, which is why some of it doesn't make sense. Now that you have changed it to this quasi QB high floor ceiling picks thing, I no longer desire to get out of bed. Okay, let's stop right there. Okay. Okay, guys, if, if our decision to not have this one confidence pick, despite the fact that we're still ranking the quarterbacks each week, this one confidence pick is, is forcing you to not want to get out of bed. Like I, I might, we, this might be the reason we delete the podcast. Yeah. I'm, what have we done? What have we done? (laughs) What, what, like what, what should we, where should we go from here? Well, I I think I should keep reading is where we should go. Yeah. I, there's so much in this email, but just the part about getting at, get the part about getting at, not being able to get out of bed. I mean, I can't get out of bed after I see my Twitter mentions, but that's another thing. Right. That's completely, I mean, like this is like, I thought we were entertaining, not, not you know this depressing well i mean i I mean week three was depressing i understand yeah look i uh but i mean what this means is that is that fantasy football means too much (laughs) this is exactly true this is 100 percent true 100 percent true this is frightening okay he says i hear your pick i hear your pick four qbs and i blindly swipe at the radio until it changes off your podcast okay so we're at the point now where we're not doing this friend. We're not, we're not giving our confidence pick, which we still kind of are. And as a result, he is no longer wanting to listen to our podcast, which sure that that can happen. Then he says, we know you could have Dalton or Ty God on your team, but we still want a top streamer every week, which by the way, we give, we know that you've already won. So he's basically saying, okay, we understand that you guys have picked out these QB ones and we're thankful for that, but we want streamers still. Okay. Then he says this, have I forgiven you for Foles over Eli? F no. Like, like it's, it's F apostrophe capital N. Right. That's actually then, a last name. Uh, I think somewhere for no. Yeah. For no. Yeah. That's basically, I mean, for no, he's saying for no about him forgiving me about him, about playing Nick Foles over Eli Manning. I'm assuming in week three, but I would be willing to give you another shot by playing your top streamer in my lineup. And when he hits, there may be forgiveness. There may be forgiveness. There, there, Leviticus, there Leviticus chapter 2, verse 8. <laughs> Look it up. So I'm like, I'm reading this today and I'm like, oh my God. Did like, like this is, this email is if I like, I kicked his dog or something. No, it's, like, it's much worse than that. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. You're, you're probably right. I don't want to get too morbid. Though. No, no, no. Like, but what I'm saying is that you, it's like you've undermined a key part of his uh, uh, existence. Right, right. It is, it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, but that's, that, that's, that's what happened. And in the last paragraph, okay, I will continue to listen to the show no matter the picking format because you and your lovely co-host crack me up. Okay. So he just went from barely getting out of bed because he hates the podcast because of what we've done with this Frankenstein QB to now never missing the show because he loves us. I mean, we appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I love it. I, I love this part, but I just figured semicolon. The fact that he uses semicolon blows me away after seeing like Fano and stuff. Uh, as a public figure, you can ignore some of our opinions. 
Hell, you can ignore most of our opinions, but you can't ignore all of them. That is why I decided to write my first podcast, comma. Okay, I I think that he meant writing into his po- into the podcast, not writing like I, I when I first read this, I'm like, oh my god, there's a competitor. Like we have a we have a, a, a streaming podcast. Competitor I would love that. I would out. love that. By the way, somebody somebody do that so that we can just like like destroy each other. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you remember that other streaming podcast like last week recommending Nick? Foles? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that would be hilarious. Uh, and then he says, in short, Eli in New Orleans or top street. All that. Good luck. So good luck with the show. So wait, all that for a start sick question. All all of that for a start sick question. The back and forth from feeling like he was going to die to the point where uh, I I needed to get on my hands and knees and pray for forgiveness to him to the point of him saying, I really actually like your podcast. So tell me if I should play Eli Manning against New Orleans over your streamer this week. It, it sounds it, this sounds like f- at least four different emails that that, yeah, that, that you just read. Not one. And also, you know, look at, there have been lots of times where people get go roundabout ways to get to a start sick question. Okay. And and yes, I notice on Twitter that when you want me to st- uh, do a st- answer a start sit, you'll do something like hashtag brand, hashtag uh, you know, uh, hashtag content or whatever. But sure, you sure. you know this this is this is beyond the pale. Like this is this is so much work for. Do I play Eli against New Orleans? The answer is. And, and by the way, no, no, I don't even. Do, should we should we give the should we give the answer? Because I've contemplated this all day long, Denny, if we should actually give the answer to this question. I mean, I think it's obvious. I think it's very obvious. So, so we'll do, you know what? We'll say this. It's obvious. Yeah, that's a good answer. That's a very good answer. It's obvious. Um, no, I, but yeah, I mean, it, like seeing this hit my inbox, I, like you, you know, you're we're doing all this fantasy football like we're doing all this analysis and stuff and then it's like oh my god people people really do take this like above and beyond what you can even imagine it is look i i I, here's what i appreciate i appreciate that he cared enough that he cared enough to write in i appreciate that he's going to continue to listen this is all good i appreciate that he thinks that that we're funny i guess yeah. That's that's good. And that you're lovely. He recognized that you were lovely. That I'm that I you know that I'm lovely and but but the the rest is it is just so, sort of mind blowing. I mean I I didn't know I didn't know this podcast meant that much to anybody. No, not because it, it, it sure as hell doesn't mean that much to no. us. No, we constantly <laughs> talk about deleting the podcast. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I was you know I, I I saw I saw the email. The, the forgiveness part was really the the piece that was that kind of blew me away. It's like guys, I mean, we're giving our picks, and sure, well, we can take the blame for the picks, but I mean, this is this is like a month after the Nick Foles debacle. We need to relax. Uh, I really I want a T-shirt that says QB streamers. There will be forgiveness. <laughs> That's actually a phenomenal T-shirt idea. That's going to be added tonight. All right, let's okay. let's end 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 that talk about the email. Let's talk about what happened in Week Seven. Overall, a pretty good week, I would say. Um, we'll start with the defenses. The Redskins defense. We'll start with that was probably that was the worst pick on defense. Yep. Um, they had two fantasy points. They really just didn't show up, which is what we talked about. They're very fickle defense. They They're you never know what's 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 going to happen with them. So they were uh, not a not a great play. Um, the Falcons though came through. They scored nine points. This is all depending on where you're playing at. I'm getting all this from FantasyData.com, which is a great source for for, for data. Um, 
They were the Falcons. I think were like a t- top ten ish, like tenth, eleventh, something around. Yeah, there. I have I have them at, uh, at eighth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they were they were you know they were definitely a, a good streaming option. And then the Giants coming through huge yeah. with a pick six and a return. It, so they they scored twenty two. That points. was the ultimate Matt Castle apocalypse, right? I mean, it, as yeah. as soon as they got down, the Cowboys got down. I was like, oh god, this is gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, so the Giants really came through. Uh, hopefully, you guys played them. At tight end, we had Kobe Fleener, who had a, I mean, a reasonable PPR performance at seven point seven. And then Eric Ebron came through big with almost twenty points. He was nineteen point nine. He was the tight end three. How many did he catch? I mean, I don't know, but he, I mean, he scored a touchdown. Right. Again, that's all. I mean, so Eric Ebron. By the way, we won't mention him on the on the streaming section of the podcast today, but Eric Ebron. In every completed game that he's that he's played, because he didn't complete the game against Seattle, in all four of them, he's been a top twelve tight end. Wow. Yeah, he's he's been legit. Two of them were were ranked twelfth, to be fair, but two of them it was like third and fourth or something like that. So Eric Ebron has been a legitimate tight end one when he's played. Quarterback wise, you had Blake Bortles did not do as well as as he has been. He scored thirteen fantasy points, um, but then the two kind of true streamers because Bortles was higher owned. Uh, were Ryan Fitzpatrick, who had 19.78, and Brian Hoyer, garbage time champion, Man. with 20.92 points. That was that that was really frightening after the first half. Not only because he was one for 12 at one point, but because like there was just no positivity in sight for that offense. No, but he, I, you know, I don't know if I've if I've seen a quarterback who only produces at garbage time to the extent that Hoyer is doing it right now. Right. I, I mean, right. It, it's, it, he does absolutely nothing when the game is, is, you know, close or they're ahead, but well, have the Texans ever been ahead? I don't know. I, yeah. Never. I, I don't even, th- that, that might be, that honestly might be the most screwed up franchise right now. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, they're basically just going to be the London Texans at some point. <laughs> right, right. That, that has a ring to it. Um, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. No, I mean, where is it? Where is a garbage time miracle right now? Yeah, it's it's really really pretty crazy. It, like his numbers at the end of the day, like even if you look at because like expected points models, that's different from a win probability model. A win probability model is going to look at you know how you're performing, like given the time in the game and given the score and so on and so forth. Whereas the net expected points model is 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 down in distance related and 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 shows the difference in expected points from one play to the next. So Brian Hoyer is actually not that bad from an unexpected points perspective, even though he's been pretty terrible as a starting quarterback. Um, lastly, then we had Zach Mettenberger, who scored 7.48 points. I'm not sure if that matches or exceeds Nick Foles' week three game, but it's a- Mettenberger, Mettenberger, I believe, became the third streaming quarterback that we've recommended on this podcast this year to score fewer than 10 points. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I think Foles has six and a half or something. Yeah, and I mean, I, I, you know, we both liked Mettenberger over Landry Jones. I think Landry Jones ended up with a little bit more points than than Mettenberger did, but um, Landry was certainly not a, a good play either. So I'm glad that we didn't double down. With yeah, that. I, I mean, the Landry Jones never had a ceiling, and Mettenberg Mettenberg had a ceiling. Yeah, that's a great way. Whatever, to it. whatever happened, way. Mettenberg had a ceiling. Yeah. All right, Denny, that's it for week seven. Talk about week eight defensive streaming. All right, so uh, you can check out defensive streaming scores at thefakefootball.com. The top uh, streaming score this week uh, belongs to the Atlanta Falcons, who take on the Bucs. 
Um, they're, you know, they're at home. I know that they're playing the Bucks, who scorched our um, streaming defense from last week in Washington. Uh, but look at Jameis Winston. Even though that you know he he did well last week, uh, in some ways, uh, is still incredibly inaccurate. <laughs> there are very few when you take into account. Um, uh, just only aim throws, so just strip away spikes and throwaways. Uh, and um, he is uh, bottom five in, in accuracy when when you consider those uh, those numbers. So uh, there's there's a lot there's a lot pointing to Atlanta having uh, a high floor in this one. Um, I you know I I sus- suspect that the Bucks could score you know a decent number of points um, with with their offense coming around Doug Martin. Um, you know, that running game is really doing well. Uh, they seem to be intent on just force feeding Mike Evans, which is not a bad thing. So I'm not saying that the Falcons can or will shut down the Bucks, but I think that their cannon will be turnovers. Uh, there, there's, there's, there's just major turnover potential here, um, especially with um, the Bucks being a considerable underdog and, uh, you know, game script uh, likely turn against it. I, I tweeted today, if you want to ask only two questions about your streaming defense. Uh, the question should be: Is the defense playing in an accurate in inaccurate quarterback, and and is that quarterback likely to face negative game script? And then, to, if the answer to those is yes, then you're on the right track. Yeah. So yeah. that's what we're doing there. And uh, and then secondly, um, uh, I would I would go with the Chiefs' defense uh, after the Falcons. Uh, I know that uh, they have not had very big fantasy days. Uh, so, you know, due in part to being put in just terrible positions um, by Alex Smith and that offense. But, um, you know, they're at home. They're playing uh, a Lions team uh, that has given up 17 sacks, um, which is, uh, I think, third and fourth most in the league. And uh, uh, Stafford, Matt Stafford has thrown – Matt Stafford, who got, you know, his offensive coordinator fired for like the third time. Um, yeah. uh, has thrown nine picks this year, um, so I I don't know. I just I think um, I think Kansas City uh, probably doesn't have a huge ceiling in this one, uh, but I like I like I like their floor, and um, I I expect the Lions to have to throw a lot, which is a good thing when you consider Stafford's uh, inefficiencies. Yeah, I like those picks. Solid, very solid. Um. From a quarterback standpoint, uh, the first guy is one that we've been going to a lot over the last few weeks, but his um, his his ownership percentages just aren't going up, uh, and that's Ryan Fitzpatrick. He yeah. has he has over forty five fantasy points over the last two weeks, ranking fourth and eighth at the position, and he's facing Oakland. And every single quarterback against Oakland has thrown for two or more touchdowns this season, aside from Peyton Manning, because Peyton Manning sucks at football. Wow, that's um, a hot take. Whew. That is that's pretty hot, uh, but and that's against Joe Flacco, Josh McCown, and Jay Cutler too. So it's not like they're facing you know Aaron Rodgers every week. Uh, the other thing to note too, and I, I said this a couple of weeks ago, uh, Fitzpatrick's schedule is is incredible. Mm-hmm. Not only that, not only this week, but moving forward. And that was something that we rec- you know that we talked about a couple of weeks ago because he just had two pretty plus matchups and he's performed well in those. When you have a sort of degaff quarterback. Uh, and you have these two great wide receivers on his team. It's a perfect formula, uh, and, and not only that, but the Jets keep the, the Jets defense will keep every game pretty relevant and, and, and close, and the offense in that game in some way, shape, or form. So, 
I, I think putting it all together, Fitzpatrick is not just a good play this week, but a good play moving and forward that, as well. And that's that's a really important point there uh, because Fitzpatrick's um, uh, game splits in wins and losses are pretty ugly. Uh, he's, he's not a guy who, um, you know, who produces, uh, you know, in garbage time or coming from behind, um, you know, I mean, and that doesn't make him different from a lot of other quarterbacks, but, uh, he really requires, uh, that game script to stay somewhat neutral. And, and like you said, that the Jets defense can, can make that. So, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, so I, Fitzpatrick is pretty easily to me the number one streaming quarterback this week. Um, there's there are a couple other guys, three other ones that if you're in, you know, bye weeks are here. I totally get it. If you need kind of more desperation plays, then feel free to to put these guys in your lineups. Uh, the first one's Joe Flacco. Actually, um, he's had two really bad games this year. One was against, but one was against Pittsburgh on a Thursday night island game. Uh, and then one was, and, and not only that, Steve Smith got hurt in that right. game, if you recall. I do. Um, and then, and then the other one was against Denver, who's the, who has the best secondary in the entire NFL. So, I mean, let's give him a little bit of a pass. There. Uh, you're, so, Plus, so you're giving Joe Flacco a pass? Is that what I'm hearing? I am. I'm doing that. Well, he's my doppelganger. Well, it, so. it, it doesn't help that the Ravens are like one in forty-five right now, right? Yeah. Right. Right. You, you know what's you know what's really funny is we were watching my, my wife and I were watching the the game last night, the the Cardinals and, and Ravens and Flacco's picture came up on the on the screen like before the game and, and it was the first time that she actually thought that he looked handsome. Which means which means if, if he really does actually look like me, then my wife doesn't think that I'm a child. Oh yeah. You have to does she know about sheep Flacco? Oh yeah, she's she knows okay. all about it. Well yeah. I, I I I'm insulted for you, I'll be honest. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of kind of tough to, to hear. <laughs> but dude, Flacco Flacco looked pretty good last night on the sidelines. Like he was looking pretty handsome. Oh no no he look at his hair game has has turned up at least two notches this year. I mean yeah, it, he's, I think he's like spray tanning too though. Yeah, he has a weird tan going on, right? He does. Look, I don't I don't. Understand. As someone who lives 30, 30 minutes south of Baltimore, I can tell you that you know it's not. It's not warm or sunny here, uh, so right, right. Uh, I don't know what's going on. But no, his so so his hair's uh, looking good, and and that like you know that like perma beard five o'clock shadow sure, thing yeah, is, yeah. is it, it looks good on him. He's really, I mean, he's he's a handsome dude, and and I yeah. guess I guess by translation, I'm calling you a handsome dude. <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Uh, let's talk about fantasy football. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> Outside of those, so outside of the Pittsburgh and Denver games, uh, he's actually been kind of fine. He ranked 11th, 7th, 6th, 16th, and 15th in weekly quarterback scoring. So nothing bad whatsoever. That's 15 plus points per game. Uh, San Diego's secondary isn't really that bad. Uh, but the one thing that I think to, to keep in mind is that they are traveling to Baltimore for an early game. Uh, they rank 19th best in fantasy points against uh, for at the quarterback position. Uh, and they've allowed a touchdown pass to every quarterback they face, not named Teddy Medwater. So, Medi. Yeah, yeah, Medi, Medi, Medi Bridge Med. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's Matthew, and they played Matthew Stafford, Josh McCown, Derek Carr, and even Michael Vick had moderate fantasy success. I say that because basically because of that Marcus Wheaton touchdown. But um, I mean, the, the San Diego secondary is not that bad personnel wise. Uh, there are some pieces that are. Uh, but I, I think bringing it all together, Flacco's not in a terrible spot, especially you know with a 
with with even though Steve Smith is hurt, he's still playing and he's playing at a decent level. And also, that, um, those are two really bad defenses playing each other. There could be a lot of points scored. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, you think about the the like Philip Rivers could throw the ball like fifty five times this yeah. week, just because they can't run the ball and and the Ravens stop the run a lot better than they stop the pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, the next two guys, I would put Flacco second in his kind of probably his own tier. The next two guys, I have Jay Cutler. The matchup is not amazing for Cutler, uh, but he's actually been pretty good this season, not only ranking 11th in number fires passing that expected points metric, but he's ha- he's ranked 12th, 13th, and 13th in fantasy scoring over the last three weeks, which is fine. That's great. Um, Minnesota has a decent pass defense. They, they also rank 11th against the pass, according to number fire schedule-adjusted metrics. Uh, and they're seventh best in fantasy points per against at the quarterback position. So you look at this situation, you're like, why would that be a, a good matchup for Jay Cutler? But they haven't faced the best passers in the world, and their best performance was against. The, I would say in general, their best performance was definitely against Philip Rivers. But they've allowed Alex Smith and Matthew Stafford now twice uh, to score 16 or more points on them. So they, they've been beaten up before in the secondary. Mm-hmm. And I, I think kind of bringing that together, and then the other quarterbacks they played were, were Peyton Manning and Colin Kaepernick. Wow. And, and if you and if you recall, the reason Colin Kaepernick, Co- Colin Kaepernick didn't even really have an opportunity against them because Carlos Hyde ran all over them in Week mm-hmm. One. So I think putting that all together, they haven't faced great defenses. Jay Cutler's playing a lot better than people realize. Alshon's healthy. I, I you know I, I think that he's not a terrible terrible option this week if you're if you're trying to dig a little bit deeper. <laughs> That's that's our show. Here's a, that's our that's here's our show. A, you you could do worse. Yeah, living the stream, you could do a lot worse. That's that's essentially where we're at. No, but I mean, like like Cutler, Cutler always. The thing with Cutler is that he's not super matchup dependent either. Like he's he's never been someone that just torch. I mean, think of last year. Do you remember down the stretch last year? I think it was he had a great performance against like Detroit or something. And Detroit was stingy last year against fantasy quarterbacks and. He performed against them, and then he had a, a plus matchup the next week, and he didn't do anything. I, I think, yeah, I think it has to do with the DGAF situation. Oh, I do too, for sure. I mean, it's like the, he wakes up and he's like, "Do I want to play quarterback today, or, or what? Yeah. Like, what's the what's the situation?" So yeah, that's I put Cutler there, and then another guy who I'd probably put in the same playing field as as Jay Cutler is is Jesus Smith. Um, I'm not really thrilled about this because he's been horrible, but. Detroit's secondary has been really bad this year, too. Uh, just to read you the quarterbacks that they faced and where the quarterbacks have finished in terms of ranking, you have Rivers, who finished 7th, Bridgewater, 20th, Peyton Manning, 12th. That was his best performance. Russell Wilson, 16th. Carson Palmer, 11th, who on 14 attempts. Jay, Jay Cutler, 13th. And Mehdi Medgewater, uh, 12th. So you have really bad quarterbacks playing against this Detroit secondary, and they're still in, in their performance. Hey, that's that's basically what you have with Alex Smith. I mean, each of each of these guys, every single quarterback against them has scored at least fifteen and a half fantasy points while throwing at least one touchdown. That that's that's, that's his wheelhouse. Fifteen. <laughs> this is this is Alex. This is such such an Alex Smith game. I mean, he's only the, other, the the thing though too to think about with Alex Smith. He's only thrown four touchdowns since throwing three touchdowns in Week One. Uh, but he actually ranks ninth in the league in red zone passes. Mm. So. I think there could potentially be some regression, but then obviously you look at that that statistic with the red zone passes, and you're like, yeah, that's because he's throwing it horizontally, right? Which is so. Keep an eye though on Jeremy Macklin. If he plays, it's gonna you're gonna feel a lot better about Alex Smith. Agreed. Word. Agreed. Cool. Cool. All right, Danny, give a tight end streamer. All right. 
I'm going to the Larry Donnell again, even though I found that's weird. Yeah, I know. Right. Right. This is basically the the Larry Donnell segment for me at this point. Um, (laughs) But it's it's really uh, uh, has to do with uh, the Saints schedule adjusted um, points given up to tight ends. Uh, uh, There are only three teams actually who give up more when you adjust. I'm sorry. Only two teams when you adjust. Uh, for strength of schedule, um, and uh, it, it has to do basically with, with two big performances uh, from from tight ends. You have um, uh, against Carolina, uh, Greg Olson went off for a buck fifty and two touchdowns, and then uh, um, there there was the Philadelphia game where um, Philadelphia tight ends went for one hundred and four yards and a touchdown. So. Um, but if you if you look down the kind of list of, of receptions that they've given up, uh, here's what it looks like: five uh, to tight ends. I'm sorry, the Saints' receptions to tight ends looks like this: five, three, ten, five, eight, five, four. So you know, the, I think that that Donald being in a game that I think could be really high scoring, um, uh, and he's seeing decent red zone targets. I think he's as good as as any out there. Yeah, it's a great matchup for sure. Uh, the guy that I want to touch on is Ben Watson. Or, like, is it Benjamin or Ben? Can we decide on this? I always thought it was Ben. And every database that I look through has Benjamin. I, I, I usually say Benjamin. Okay, well then I guess I'm just wrong. I, well, you're not formal. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's, or, that's really Or maybe you know, maybe you just, do you know him? Is he your friend? Because then if he's your friend, you can... Yeah, then you can definitely call him Ben, right? Yeah. So Benjamin Watson. I don't know him that well. Uh, the last three weeks in PPR leagues, Watson's ranked seventh, first, and fifteenth in tight end scoring at the position. Uh, that would be tight end scoring. Uh, meanwhile, he's seen five, twelve, and five targets in those games, uh, and he's seen five targets just once. And he saw, sorry, he saw five targets just once during weeks one through four. So they're using him a little bit more in the offense in general. And not only that, the Giants have been bad against tight ends this year. You have Jason Witten, who's been tight end five and seven. Jacob Tammy, week two, tight end 12. Jordan Reed, week three, tight end six. Charles Clay, week four, tight end three. Garrett Selleck, week five, tight end eight. Zach Ertz was the only one who didn't perform against them, and he was tight end 19. So, I mean, I think you're looking at a prop, you know, in PPR leagues, a six-point floor, I think is reasonable. Um, so I, I would I would feel pretty good about Ben Watson if I'm in a, in a rough spot this week. Say if... Jordan Reed is your tight end, and they're on the bye. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a tough week, honestly. If if you don't have like a plug and play tight end, it's pretty tough. But yeah, yeah. yeah. which is kind of the case most weeks, to be fair. Yeah, so I'm I'm looking forward to you know Donald and Watson playing in the same game, combining for two catches, and our bench is getting destroyed. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 the probable outcome to this. Yeah. All right, Denny. Twitter questions. We've got a lot, as we typically do. Uh, so we'll try to get through them as fast as possible. There's some really good ones this week. Uh, this one is from at VP Vincey. Should I give Demarius Thomas for Justin Forsett to replace Arian Foster? Still have AB and Fitz at wide receiver. You know, I'm not entire. I'm not opposed to that. Be- just because of the, uh, you know, being bearish on the Broncos offense and Forsett actually, uh, according to um, the Rotoviz by low machine, Forsett has the second easiest running back schedule for the rest of the season. So I'm not opposed to that. Yeah, I mean it's not a bad it's not a bad deal. I think it's fair overall. The one thing that I would say, if you're a Foster owner, I wouldn't I wouldn't try to chase the running back position. 
I wouldn't give an asset in, in most cases. I mean, this guy has an Antonio Brown and Larry Fitzgerald, so he's in a pretty good spot, and he's getting Justin Forsett, so it's not it's not a terrible a terrible trade. But just in general, I, I if I'm an Arian Foster owner, I'm not necessarily looking to give up a wide receiver asset that's valuable for a running back just to have a running back. I, I think that they're we're in at the point in the season where things are happening to running backs, and and you can kind of get away a little bit. Um, Playing the wire, playing your bench depth, and so on. And right, so forth. and people are gonna rake you over the freaking coals because they know yeah, they exactly. know that you just lost uh, uh, Arian Foster. Which, which reminds me, in the Apex League, I should just send you some ridiculous offers right now. Oh my gosh, it's the worst. That team, I feel so. I felt so good about that team, and and now I have to start Darren McFadden and Charkandrick West and Dion Lewis and Lashawn McCoy and Arian Foster, DeAndre Hopkins, Calvin Johnson. Let me talk more about my <laughs> people. This is why people listen. They want to hear about this your is, team. This is exactly by the way. No, I I, I I will be completely transparent in saying there are a few teams that I played in fantasy football that I'm more proud of than that team that I put together. You, you should be proud. I mean, it may it literally makes me so angry. I I, I steam comes out of my ears when I think about how good that team is. But that's neither <laughs> here nor there. Let's let's go to the next question. Okay, next one. At HP Legrande, he said, "What temperature should I have the water for my weekly shower cry?" Um, you know, I think that the water temperature needs to be not not too hot because I mean, if if it's a, if it's a good shower cry, you're going to need to be in there for a while. And the if the water's too hot, it can hurt your skin. Uh, trust me on this. I've uh, I've been there and done that. So. Uh, I would say I would say moderate. Uh, if you really want to go for it all, go for a freezing cold shower cry. Um, yeah, but then but then you're limited to time in the shower. Yeah, I mean then you can't breathe. But I mean it it doesn't matter because you right. can't breathe because you're sobbing so hard anyway. It's that's it, true. It goes both ways. So. Yeah, yeah. Hypothermia is not that big of a deal. No. Uh, this next one at Joe Son of Joe. This goes against hashtag brand. But thoughts on trading Jordan Reed for Andy Dalton and the Denver defense? Ah, oh, that is that's a that's a good. He has he has Eifert, by the way. See, okay, sure, like I'm fine with that. I I'm fine with that. I don't know, man. I I, I still. I, I mean, who do, does he say who his quarterback is? No, but at this he said that he streamed defense and quarterback all year. Um, I, like you're, the thing is that if you're if. Like it's very difficult to find trade partners for non running backs and wide receivers, mm-hmm. so you're getting a trade out of it. And if you have Tyler Eifert, he already passes by. I love Jordan Reed. I mean, we both love Jordan Reed because Jordan Reed has saved our ass many times on this podcast. Yeah. Um, I, I don't. Know oh, okay. You know, okay. So he has Eifert. So he's yeah. I mean, his team's gonna look better after. So, yeah, I mean, my my only thought was that if you can start a tight end in the flex, that might be cool, sure. And if it's PPR, if, yeah. let's yeah. put it this way: if it's PPR and you can start a tight end in the flex, I would not do that trade. Otherwise, I would do it. I guess. Yeah. All right. That sounds good. This next one is uh, from at Ducalion. He said, "Had Foster go after Polk in point five PPR? Blue, none of the above. Uh, it, no, look it." The Houston backfield is uh, a nuclear wasteland, right? From from here on out, right. I mean, it's... absolutely. I'm so not. Alfred Blue is terrible at football. Right. The only time that Alfred, he's like Niall Davis. Whoa, whoa. I'm sorry. I, look, look. <clears throat> Niall Davis is only relevant because sometimes he gets like 30 carries and he has a relevant fantasy performance, and people think that he's good. It's the same exact thing with Alfred Blue. It's the exact same thing. They're both. Uber inefficient, 
and there are running backs on their roster that are better than them, and we've already seen it with Chark Hendrick West. I think Chris Polk is better than than Alfred Blue, but the problem is that the situation is just putrid. Right. So Houston's backfield for the remainder of the season is Chernobyl. So if you want a third eye growing on the back of your neck, <laughs> then then go ahead and and get a Houston running back. Otherwise, I think that they're a much better option. Okay. Next one at nineteen KT ninety three. Curious if you have hashtag takes on the Lions RBBC and Stafford under Jim Bob Cooter. Um. I'm telling you, I, I think right now, I wrote about this today uh, in 15 transactions, I would buy Amir Abdullah for your bench players. I would I would, I would would see what happens with this, this change. You never know. You know he's talented, and you know that he's underperforming. You know his owners are sick of him. Just see what happens. If you throw a bench guy yeah. at Amir Abdullah, and, and you have upside on your bench then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, know that Abdullah's... Uh, really awful fumbling problem could doom him in the end but sure, uh, but i mean yeah, i i can't imagine anybody you know demanding a lot a lot in return so i can't no nothing i mean there's no way they what do they want like marvin jones sure yeah sure i'll give him marvin jones sure. uh next one this is <clears throat> this is gonna be controversial at hey now underscore 15 do you think jeff fisher sticks with the club even after he picks up an rcp 90 that is, dude. This tweet was one of the most genius things I've ever read in my life, and you couldn't even okay, appreciate it. Okay, okay. Now that I've heard it a second time, I think I get it. Hold on. It it does have to do with Goldeneye, is that right? It it does. Okay. That's perfect. Yes. All right. So you're good. You're you're good. I, I spent I spent a long long time uh, when I was 13, 14 years old playing that game. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. The club is a stupid gray gun that sucks. Right. So it's like so it's like it's like okay Jeff Fisher's picking up a better gun which is the RCP ninety which was beast mode. What was what was the RCP? Was that was that that that? Uh... You can play or, well. You could you could use it in the jungle, but the jungle also had the assault rifle. Oh okay okay but but the the yeah the club was awful. You're right. Okay. The club was the club terrible. Was it was it was legitimately the worst gun in the game. Like it, like it, you couldn't even you could be shooting the club for hours at someone's body and they wouldn't. Well, die. you yeah, it was desperation time. Uh, if you're using the club, it's it's because you're just being riddled with bullets and you have nothing left, right? Yeah, exactly. And 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 Jeff Fisher basically this tweet saying that Jeff Fisher would use the club because he sucks. At it. Okay, hey, t- tell me if you did this. If you ever just completely trolled everyone playing the game and just threw plastique in a small room ever did yeah yeah i mean i mean but like no but i mean like like over like four or five pieces of plastique in the same room and then it would blow up and the game would get so bogged down yeah it would start lagging that it would turn into like slow motion apocalypse and and we have we (laughs) go ahead no it's just people just dying everywhere (laughs) is this great yeah yeah, whatever you like i would like we have a proximity mind question coming up so we'll talk about it then this next one at jonathan l barry how many times will this be played during the podcast and it's a vine to the you like that yelling no i mean we well we talked about it we did talk about it i i would play it on loop if i could uh, this next one is Dan Campbell greater than Rambo rest of season. <laughs> I mean, he's just, he's just as pissed. Let's yeah, he's awesome. Did you see that one? There was a picture of him like um, standing in the rain, and he just wasn't even phased by it, just getting drenched no, by the rain. I, yeah. and he was just standing. There. Yeah, it w- it was rain. It was rain that would would make me cower 
on the ground uh, for hours and Dan Campbell's just standing there. You know, it, it's a copycat league and I guarantee you teams are going to start just hiring like like big mean dudes to 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 run teams now. Like if, yeah, if, if Campbell has success. Definitely. Um this next one is at Eddie A seventy nine. Do you start Melvin Gordon or Kristen Michael, or should I buy lots of alcohol and cigarettes? The latter. The just get all the cigarettes and drink yourself into oblivion because that's those are two horrible options. They they really are horrible options. Uh, I mean, I guess you would play Melvin Gordon though if we're going to be nice people about it. Oh yeah, you have to. Christine Michael is not is he's not an option in any way, shape, or form. It's unbelievable. Um, I'm not I, I, like the the problem is that this podcast has made me sound like a truther, but I'm not a truther, a Christy Michael truther. Pretty sure I even wrote an article on Number Fire saying how stupid it was that everyone was so into him over the last couple of years. I, but anyway, it's it's uh, I mean it's fun. It's fun. I li- I like the I like look. Trutherism is my favorite. So yeah, I'm, I mean, but I'm not a truther for anyone. No, I know, I know. But, but I but you that's not part of your shtick, okay? But. Uh, but so I get it, but no, it, it has to be Gordon there. Yeah, this next one is at Grizzly Blair. Some jabroni in my league spent thirty <laughs> spent thirty percent of his free agent auction budget to pick up Peyton and drop Hoyer. That's... How should I make How should I make fun of him? I mean, I think that on Halloween night you need to drop at least two loads of dog crap on you know on fire, obviously. Yeah, that's the only at, way at yeah, doorstep because I, I mean. That is that's beyond the pale. I I I I'm I'm gonna pass out right now just thinking about that. Yeah. Next one at Jamie underscore Gomes. In which elementary school grade did Denny realize his one true gift and begin a preventative Rogaine regimen? <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, that was that was third grade. It was good. It was a good year. Yeah, Rogaine since there. You know what? You get all the love for your for your hair. I have nice thick hair too. No, I know that's the thing. Like, like you. Like naturally, God given, have much better hair than I do. It's just I work. <laughs> I work hard. I work hard. <laughs> you work. You do. You work so hard at it, and I just roll out. Of and that, and that, and that's fine. And I don't hate you for it hardly at all. What? What? Would you like me more if I did more with it? Well, I. Th- 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 here's the thing. I, uh, you know, guys who have like like thick locks of hair and do nothing and and do little or nothing with it. It drives me nuts a little bit. Yeah, I can understand it. I mean, like if I'm going out, I'd stop. I'd do a little bit. No, no, it's not like I'm just. I'm not even talking to be. I'm talking like okay. So we'll we'll go to church on Sunday mornings, and there will be old old men, like you know, sixty years old, with all the hair that they were born with, (laughs) and they just rolled out of bed and went to church. Maybe maybe there's a correlation between not doing anything with your hair and having hair like that when they're 65. No, no, there absolutely is. And and you know the, the, <laughs> No, there is. And 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 then the the guy two pews in front of him who's been losing it since the second Reagan administration. <laughs> no, no, no. He's been losing his hair since since second Reagan he now that now that guy's working like a dog to keep to do something with his hair to you know, he's combing it over, he's dyeing it, he's putting it up, he's blow drying it, making it, blah, 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 you know, trying to make it look decent. Whereas the guy behind yeah. him has all the hair in the world and do- doesn't give a shit, just doesn't. Yeah, yeah, that's that's how it works. That's how it works. Uh, you always want what you can't have. Then. Yeah, there you go. Uh, this next one, at Bob Mihalik, Ebron or Ladarius Green if Gates is out? 
probably I'd probably go Ladarius. Yeah, I would too. Uh, next one at Dave Betston. He said, "Which coach is most likely to insist on playing playing proxy minds and just surrounds himself with them until someone dies?" <laughs> that that's got to be Bill O'Brien, right? <laughs> <laughs> it has to be. So, I, so what's the concept? So you surround yourself. Yeah, so, yeah, like pro- proximity minds—the ones that you know you just walk by and they blow up. Which and the, I'm assuming, I'm assuming that. That would be Bill O'Brien, because the thing is, if you throw too many proximity mines in the same spot, they blow up automatically right in your face. Oh, he's definitely done that. So yeah, exactly. This is this is Bill O'Brien for sure. Not even close. Next one at Oshkosh Jeff. Rest of season, do you like Ty God or Eli? I, I mean, I would say Ty God, but I don't know about his health. I, I actually think I like Eli, except Eli... So Eli has a pretty good schedule until the fantasy football playoffs. Um, he plays, like, Minnesota, which is, you know, I talked about it with Cutler. It's not ideal. Um, and then I think Carolina is the other one, which is not ideal no, at all. No. Um, so if you're going to if you're gonna stick with Eli, make sure that you have a playoff uh, quarterback. Yeah, e- Eli versus Carolina smells like four picks to me. Oh, definitely, definitely. And then he also, the uh, Oshkosh Jeff said, also, rest of life drafting, first round QB or Jeff Fisher coaching your Steelers? Oh, Damn. Uh, first round draft, first round yeah, quarterback drafting. Yeah. Pretty, pretty easily, because I can make up for that. Uh, next one, at Dad Runner, uh, what is Ebron's rest of season value? I have Eifert, should I trade one or keep both? Eifert's, a, Eifert's <laughs> elite, man. He is elite. The problem is that, you know, Eric Ebron's ownership percentages are so low for a reason. It's because people aren't recognizing what he's doing. So it, it, if you're selling Ebron, you have to really sell it to the per- and talk to the person that you're selling him to because they're not going to recognize it, I guarantee you. So, I mean, it depends what you can get for Ebron, but I think he, I think rest of season he's a low-end tight end one. I, yeah, I think that that's conservative, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this next question at Sean underscore Tats. Why isn't there a section of the podcast each week devoted just to Mario Kart discussion? I, hey, I am. I'm not against that. I'm not either. I I will beat anyone though at it. This is this is beyond beyond the pale right now. This one was pretty good at Eddie Eddie underscore Straight. Does Mallet oversleep so often in hopes of waking up in a Home Alone scenario? <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw a good PFT commenter said uh, it wasn't nice of Dan, Dan Campbell to to send uh, "Ride the Lightning," which is a Metallica album, "Ride the Lightning" yeah. and uh, and an eight ball to Ryan Mallet's house last night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next one uh, at Genta DP. What do you think is Jason Witten's preferred method of leaf cleanup, rake or leaf blower? What uh, I would say the the daddier version is definitely leaf blower. Yeah, I totally agree. Like, like the one, I mean, like a legit one that straps around you. Oh yeah, no, like yeah, like a like a, a machine of war. I mean, it yeah, right, it, it looks like he's going to war against the leaves in his yard. Yeah, and, right, and, right. And and he's probably done with it in like ninety seconds. Right, and he gets so pumped every Saturday when the leaves are falling because he has an excuse to use it. Oh yeah, he's just loving it. So definitely, definitely a leaf blower there. Next one at Steinman underscore Rankum. Most annoying thing on the internet: Twitter trolls, clickbait headlines, or people who think Cam should be MVP. Ooh, definitely the latter. Ugh. 
I mean, not even close for me. Not even close. Yeah, I'll take trolls all day over the people who think Cam should be MVP. Although there is a, a court, there is a there's there's a lot of crossover between trolls and people who think Cam should be MVP. There are. There's a ton of crossover. That's this is very true. See, the good thing is, is that so you know I got destroyed for that article and like saying stuff about Cam, and the good thing is that you don't like Cam Newton either. I don't. I don't. And I, and I want to say, I just real quick, if I could say something about you being blown up the other day. Uh, so the big part of JJ, JJ being blown blown up was was the race factor, which I, I get. I totally under listen. My white guilt flared up big time the other day when I was seeing this all go down. So. I uh, I totally understand why there's a race component to talking about Cam Newton because there is because you have stupid people like Sage Rosenfeld exactly. saying yeah. you know basically Cam Newton acts too black you know that that's what Sage Rosenfeld said I mean and and you you I mean uh, PFT commenter is constantly mocking racists who hate Cam Newton I mean just look at his timeline so uh, but it, it there is you have to be able to separate the numbers from that racial stereotyping which jj you did none of you did none of the the latter and all of the former you just you were talking about numbers and as long as the conversation stays there it's fine yeah i appreciate it and not to not to like talk too much about this topic but like i mean it was it was like it was crazy to hear people saying that if i'm being completely honest because i it didn't even remotely cross my mind like not even not even remotely and I started seeing it, and then I started connecting the dots, and I'm like, man, I probably shouldn't have had these takes about Cam Newton right after Sage Rosenfeld said that Cam Newton bothered him, because I think people automatically connect those dots, because what Sage Rosenfeld said was really, really dumb. Mm-hmm. Really, really dumb. And if he thinks that way, he needs to reevaluate the way that he's looking at things. Whereas, all I was trying to do is say, look guys, Cam Newton just had a three-interception game, and all of a sudden he's more of an MVP candidate. Yeah. Like, how does that even happen? Hey, like- like it's, it blows my mind. His accuracy percentage is in the trash can. He he's throwing picks. He's his his yardage, his total yardage is like twenty third in the league through the air. I get that 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 he's never gonna like lead the league in passing yards. I understand that, but but numbers wise, he's not been like you know MVP uh, uh, a status. And and but you have to be able to separate uh, le- legit criticism of a player. Uh, from someone who just go, goes goes on Twitter and says, um, you know, I don't like my quarterbacks uh, celebrating in in the end zone or whatever. And another thing about that Kirk Cousins uh, uh, gif or whatever Vine, which is it's great. I I fully agree that it's hilarious. But if Cam Newton had done that, there would be think pieces on ghetto culture leaking into the NFL. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I and but 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 choir boy, uh, Kirk Cousins did it, so it's hilarious. And and I get and yeah. it is it is. But anyway, yeah. The the, the funniest thing uh, to I mean, if, if there was one hilarious part to all of the the Cam Newton racism comments that came my way is that someone said that they would apologize to me for calling me a racist if I went out and said that Philip Rivers or Andrew Luck weren't good or weren't as good as what people think. And I, I actually wrote an article about how last season how Andrew Luck is not as good as, as people think, and that that went that went to the Indy, Indianapolis Star, their their newspaper. I got destroyed for that, and I, like like I said, I mean I'm looking at numbers. The, the the fact that that race even crosses people's minds, especially 
if you've ever read anything that I do or what I stand for, or like this, listen to this podcast or anything like that, the fact, I mean, that has not even been close to a thought in my mind with, with regards to the way that I evaluate things. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's definitely a thought in my mind as, as to how people react to certain things and how screwed up people think about these situations. But come on. I mean, I'm not, that, that is not my yeah, and, and at, there, at all. There is, there is pa- like passive kind of racism in the way that people talk about, about athletes. Uh, so if, if, you, if you had somehow done that, I would have, I, I definitely would have pointed that out or, or sure you yeah. about that yeah. or, you know, mention it not on, not publicly, but whatever. And, and, but there wasn't, it wasn't even passive. It was, it definitely was not active. But it also wasn't passive, and I think it's it's an important distinction to make. You know, whenever uh, you're ready to, um, you know, basically drop a bomb on someone on Twitter. Right. Right. Yeah. And I, obviously, you guys aren't aren't tuning in to living the stream just for these kind of takes. But these are also very very important because we're going to be talking about black and white quarterbacks. We're going to be talking about black and white tight ends on this podcast. So at least understand where we're coming from and like that we that that kind of stuff is not at all ever on our minds in the way that some people would think that they would be and and remember it's not just white tight ends who are dad runners yeah yeah totally uh this next one is at ducalion again who would win in a golden eye match andy reed jeff fisher or ken wisenhunt and what would be the weapons of choice so I think Ken Wisenhunt would win. I think Jeff Fisher, we already established, would use the club. Ken Wisenhunt would probably use like a, a PP7 or something. And Andy Reid would go slappers only. <laughs> I remember slappers, yeah. Andy Reid, just imagine Andy Reid, large Andy Reid running around just, just slapping in the karate chop way that they do. <laughs> like if someone's really good at graphic design and animation, you need to make that and send us a gift because that would be amazing. Uh, I would retweet it like 40 times. That would be my new Kirk Cousins vine. And I would I would, I would tweet that out now more than, than the Kirk Cousins one. Um, this next one, at jsegovia2332, pick two. Jeremy Hill, Ronnie... Hillman or Frank Gore? Uh, for the rest of the season? I'm assuming this week. Yeah. I would say I would go with Gore and Hillman, I guess. Yeah. Hill is too volatile. I don't know what's going to happen there. Um, next one, at Fauché70. I get that pronunciation wrong every single time. You do. Is it time to try and unload on Demarius Thomas with Peyton being terrible? I think your answer is yes, right? I mean, yeah, I I wouldn't, you know, sell him for peanuts obviously because I think that he's still going to see a lot of targets, but yeah, I would try. Next one at gopackgo_27. So this is a Eddie Lacy fan probably. Best non-gronk tight end to lead you through the zombie apocalypse. That sounds like a Denny question. Uh best non Okay, we well, yeah, non-gronk, but tight gronk end would be the number 1. I mean, I'm thinking I'm thinking Jason Witten might be decent because he would be so paternal. Yeah, it, and very organized. It, and, yeah. Right, like like Rick in The Walking Dead. Like, you know, Rick becomes like a father figure to a lot of people. And so I could see I could see Jason Witten, you know, being very organized, but also like disciplining people for not killing zombies the right way or for eating too much canned corn, you know. I mean Yeah. But that's really my my utopia is is just eating canned corn after <laughs> 
can't can't can corn during a zombie apocalypse. Like this 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 world is great, guys. Don't you think? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then Jason went. Everyone needs to be like Denny. <laughs> yes, be like be like my adopted son Denny, and eat, eat your canned corn and kill your zombies. <laughs> Stop eating each oh. other. Thank you. This next one is at Matt underscore Pearson. Is Denver defense startable against Green Bay? Other teams already own Kansas City and Atlanta, but not Oakland or the Jets. Ooh, that's interesting. Um, I would, I would, I would get the Jets. I guess I. I just hate Derek Carr. <laughs> you too. Um, I, I find it. Hard, I don't know. I find it hard to bench Denver's defense. Yeah, I mean, it, no, I, I think Denver's fine, fine this week because it's on the road for Green Bay. It's in Denver, so it's 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 not as tough a matchup. The over under is actually kind of low. It's like forty five and a half. Yeah, and you know, Aaron Rodgers doesn't commit turnovers, but that Denver defense forces turnovers like nobody's business. I. I I just don't. I would play them over the Jets. Okay, that's fair. I we can go that way then. Uh, this next one is at its time for Timmy Reed worth a pickup for Kelsey owners. Uh, depends on a lot. I think Reed's fine. I in general yeah, I mean, as a as a as a player. Jordan, I mean, he shouldn't be on waiver wire. Yeah, Jordan Reed. Uh, I think could could outscore Travis Kelsey rest of the season. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and then are Amir Abdullah, David Johnson droppable? I, I would I would keep right now I would I think I would legit keep Amir Abdullah over David Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. I mean Chris Johnson is is Bruce Arian's guy. So Yeah, that's that's that is your boy right there. <laughs> yeah, CJ is back. It's two 2000- thousand I, hey, I, hey, I love it just as much because it's not Andre Ellington. Oh yeah, God, if this was Ellington, whew. I've, I've, I'm starting to learn that I hate on players more than I like them. Uh, welcome to my life. <laughs> uh, next one, at Mike Dreg. Better dad receiver this week, Roddy White or Andre Johnson? Yeah. Mm. Andre Johnson sees more volume, tougher matchup. I, it's there, That's so unappealing. There has to be somebody else out there, right? Yeah, like Nate Washington or something. Yeah, no. Like someone... I'm not. I don't. I don't want to play either. I want to look for any reason not to play those two dads. <laughs> so this next one is amazing, and this is at Jaredactyl. What gives dad runner Jason Witten more joy: scoring a touchdown or successfully getting his family to the airport on time? <laughs> I mean, he doesn't really celebrate after touchdowns, if you noticed. Right, he doesn't. He's a he's a give the ball to the referee. But I'm guessing that when he gets his family to the airport to go on an international flight at 4:45 a.m., that he gets out and he headbutts somebody, <laughs> at, in in sheer joy and excitement. And the entire way to the airport, they're listening to Phil Collins in the air tonight. Oh man, that's a that's a great call. Yeah, like I can just picture like it. blasting it. Yeah, yeah, and then right as they get to the airport is the drum solo. Yeah, and he does it, and he does the air drum. Exactly, exactly. Uh, this next one is at Bryant ATC. McFadden, Starks, Abdullah, and your top Houston running back rank rest of season. Oh, my God. I would go McFadden, uh, Starks, Abdullah, Houston. Yep. Next one, at Eddie Kelly. What flavor seltzer water pairs best with candy corn? Oof. You like candy corn, right? You're a candy corn person. Yeah, I I I, uh, I defy the candy corn thought police on Twitter. Um, <laughs> uh, you got to go with just the, the regular old club soda. 
uh, or seltzer and no no flavor yeah. uh it's it's, it's this too much you don't want to you know lemon with that you don't want you don't want any of that so go, go yeah that, that makes go sense. plain go plain i saw that your wife tweeted something that the bet what was it the best the the best candy corn is the one in the trash can or something like that yeah no like, she like, yeah no she uh threatens divorce every time i talk about candy corns it's because it's pretty gross. I mean, I can have like five pieces and then I want to throw. It. <laughs> no, no, that's the thing. I'm not talking about like binging on candy corn. I've, okay, I've done okay. that since I was a kid, but. Uh, but you don't binge on anything. No, I don't binge on it. I told you if I could take a pill to replace food, I would. <laughs> right. Next one. At hot dog sandwich. McFadden, Lacey, Woodhead, and LaFell. I need one running back and one flex in the PPR league. Uh, Woodhead's a lock. Um, and then I'd probably it's McFadden or Lacey LaFell. You can't trust right now. Did you see how bad he was? He game? had four drops. Is that right? No, I think six. six? Oh my! God. I, I think I think Brand. I think we were better than Brandon LaFell this six weekend. Drops because he did he did bad things for his team. He had negative net, but like he was just bad. Do you think his? Do you uh, think his grade I would, was good? Yeah, I'm just. Right. <laughs> I would play McFadden over Lacey though. Hey, I I don't see how you can play Lacey. I mean, yeah. Yes, McFadden. Yeah. Next one, at Sharp Moneymaker, would you take McFadden, Blue, CJ Anderson with the number one waiver spot or hold tight? Currently have Forte, Lynch, Jaystu. McFadden? Yeah, I mean, if you're going to use your number one waiver spot, it would be McFadden there. I, you know, I, I don't – you're fine at running back. I don't – I don't know. Do you think McFadden's like a season changer? I think I he could he could be I mean I I, I wrote him up a couple weeks ago because he was, he was clearly taking at least the Lance Dunbar role. And now he's taking a bigger role because Joseph Randall's hurt. So he could end up being, you know, something, especially when Romo and Des are back. Oh, 100%. And, and I mean, ju- just having that Lance Dunbar role made gave him some value. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and this next one, at Adon Davenport. Fitzpatrick is doing great in relief. Do I give Big Ben another week to see how he does and which is more handsome? Uh, I'm assuming that you have both Big Ben and Fitzpatrick, according to that question. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, if you if Roethlisberger plays, then I would start him. Yeah, and I think that Fitzpatrick is way more handsome than Ben Roethlisberger. Absolutely. Yeah, not even close. Uh, next one, at Patrick James Lop, he said, PPR League, trade Edelman and Tannehill for Rodgers and Ebron to rid myself of Tanny and Deuce shower cries. No. No, I did. you're you're getting an upgrade of Tannehill to Rodgers, which isn't isn't super significant versus losing one of the best PPR assets in Edelman for Eric Ebron, who you know we like, but it's not. Yeah, that, that's a that's a that's a weird thought process, but no, yeah, I don't, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, this next one at Myron Isaacs. Do you still like Kansas City even though game is in London? Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're still still decent. Sure. Next one uh, is at Black Bear Hockey Fan. Lost Foster. Uh, PPR, get girly for T.Y. Hilton and Duke Johnson. Yes. Yeah. I would do that in a heartbeat. Uh, this next one, at Iriskingo. This, that's so wrong. Might be L. Riskingo. Uh, bigger revenge game. Kristen Michael versus the Seahawks, Nate Washington versus the Titans, or Ryan Mallett versus his liver. Oh wow. That that is that is deep that is that is messed That's up. That's harsh, but uh yeah, I mean, you know, Kristen Michael will definitely get two carries for negative one yards and a fumble. So Yeah. Dude, Nate Washington's about to go off. I know. 
It's a, it's a, th- that second wide receiver gets like eight targets a game in Houston. He was averaging nine before his injury, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. So uh, next one, at Doe a- underscore Anson, pick two, 0.5 PPR flex. John Brown, Steve Smith, Jarvis Landry, Jeremy Hill, Jonathan Stewart. So oh, I would go John, John, John Brown and probably Jarvis Landry. Okay. Uh, next, next one at lowercase eleven is streaming Ebron this week. Simple point chasing with Casey cock blocking tight end so well. <laughs> um, I mean, it's not no, it's not like it's not terrible point chasing. Uh, I guess yeah, Chiefs are pretty tough against tight ends. They are. I, I don't. You know, like like we said earlier, there were some other guys that that we talked about versus Ebron. I think Ebron's still a low end tight end one, kind of a plug and play guy overall like i would play ladarius over him like we said earlier yeah and yeah but he's still better than our streamers yeah right wouldn't you say yeah kc has been i'm just looking at their numbers right now they they shut down everyone uh so far all all tight ends only only i think kyle rudolph um got into the end zone against him but then maybe maybe ebron's a sit maybe he is a sit sorry we didn't help Next one, at last Jedi on Earth. What's the rest of season outlook for Devontae Adams, Brandon LaFell, Sammy Watkins, and Michael Floyd, and who do you like? Out of those guys, who do you like? I mean, Floyd the most. Do you? I think I would just take the upside and just go with Sammy Watkins. You, really? Yeah. Yeah. I think I think he has more upside. Like You have Michael Floyd, who's in a in a, uh, a sporadic, volatile situation. Devontae Adams, who actually sucks at football. Um, Brandon LaFell, who couldn't, who can't catch a pass. I think I'd go with Sammy for the upside. All right, I'm, I'm going Floyd there, but yeah. Uh, and then this last one is just a nice tweet that someone sent. And it said, at full of a took 13, I started Tanny this week based on you guys. Money bag, money bag, money bag. I don't remember saying anything about Tannehill, but, but hey, good, congratulations. I think we meant no. I think before before the the guy before we got I got into the quarterbacks last week. I said that I would play Tannehill over all of those guys. Oh, okay, cool. One of those like just quick, you know, because Tannehill was fringe streamer. He was he was owned in way too many leagues, like as as what you versus what you thought he would be owned in. Kind of okay. Thing. Anyway, we had so many different a range of takes in this podcast. We went from. From dissecting a hate mail to talking about Goldeneye to talking about race. You're talking about race to, to talking about uh, Dad Runner apocalypse scenarios. Yes, and candy corn. It was it was quite the podcast. Man, you are welcome, everyone. You are so, so welcome. By the way, if you made it this far, we actually got an email today. Oh, I don't have his Twitter handle. But we got an email today of someone who sang the Living the Stream song, the, the intro song. Acapella. Acapella. So what we're going to ask you guys to do, because I think that we might get – hopefully we get one person that steps up. I want, I want people to make the Living the Stream intro, whether it's through some crazy recording program you have or whether it's through rapping. I don't care. We need remixes to our intro. Yes, and, and but if you're gonna sing it, sing it with feeling. Like sing it, sing it like right. your life depended on it, and and we, exactly. we will retweet that until the world ends. And then we'll play. I think that what we can do, we won't play the one that we just got, just because I don't have his handle ready and stuff. We'll do it next week. But if we get them, we can play them, 
and we can vote on the best one. And one week, I'm making this up as I'm going, Denny. <laughs> no kidding. One week, we're going to make that song the intro to the podcast. I, hey, I, I like these rules that are that literally have just been made up in the last 10 seconds. I like them. <laughs> Thanks. Danny, where can everyone find you at? At CD Carter13 on Twitter. And uh, you can check out streaming defensive streaming scores at thefakefootball.com. Awesome. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Late Round QB. Uh, I won't mention the other podcast that I have called By the Numbers that I'm hosting with Jim Sonis, who's a better co host. But um, yeah. that's that's happening as well. Uh, but yeah, let's do We haven't gotten milkshakes in a while. You want to go get a milkshake? Yeah, let's go get it. You can punch me in the gut again on the way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sounds good. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Good luck in week eight. Thank you for listening to Live in the Stream. We hope you enjoyed the internet podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes now. It won't take long, it's fast. For more fantasy football info, check out LakeGroundQB.com. Hope you come back soon as we share about the team.